Today's show is sponsored by Talkspace, the online therapy company. For a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, you can pick an experienced, licensed therapist you relate to and feel comfortable with. Each and every therapist has at least a master's degree and has completed over 3,000 hours of supervised work. To match with your perfect therapist, go to Talkspace.com forward slash boom. And to show your support for this podcast, use code boom to get $30 off your first month. That's boom. Talkspace.com slash boom. B-O-O-M. You are Locked On Jaguars, your daily podcast on the Jacksonville Jaguars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello again. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Jaguars. I am your host, Kerry Belkin. Locked On Jaguars is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, the fastest growing audio network in the world. Don't forget to check out Locked On NFL and Locked On NBA, the Locked On Podcast Network, is dedicated to getting you your favorite team every single day of the week. We've got podcasts covering all 32 NFL teams and the majority of the NBA teams, offering you a perspective on your favorite team that you won't get anywhere else. Alright, before um, before I dive into what I wanted to talk about today, um, I wanted to touch on some sad news that uh, that came from the Jaguars camp yesterday. Linebacker Telvin Smith will be taking an indefinite leave of absence from the Jaguars organization due to the news breaking Sunday night that his brother was shot and killed in Valdosta, Georgia, his hometown. Again, that happened... Sunday night, and he will be taking an indefinite leave of absence from the team while he goes uh, to to join his family. Um, and anybody who's ever lost a family member um, in any in any capacity knows what that's like. And if you don't, uh, you can imagine it, so you can understand what he's going through. Um, to his family, I just, uh, for his family and him, I just hope that they uh, can find their closure and get justice for his brother. Um, my well wishes are sent out to them, and hopefully they can find as much closure as possible, um, as fast as possible. Uh, but again, just well wishes out to them, and hopefully they... Uh, Hopefully they do okay moving forward. I know that in regards to the Jaguars organization, Telvin Smith is a big part of what they will be doing going forward. Um, he's part of that young core. Um, he is somebody that has a bright future with this team, and so you hope everything works out uh, just well for him. All right, well, there's not really a good way, I guess, to transition from a subject like that um, to another topic, but transition we will. Um, I'm sure that if anybody watched the game on Sunday, um, that there might have been personnel 
decisions that you guys would have had questions about. Um, for instance, Mercedes Lewis um, not appearing on the field as much, uh, and his his backup, so the the third string tight end at this point, Koyak, uh, getting a large number of reps, which has been on the incline that's been trending upwards for a couple weeks now. Um, and then the Cinderic marks and he had some public comments, um, after the game that, you know, he was not happy with the amount of playing time he got after all the, the things he had done for the team, which, which he has, he's been, he's been a really good player for this team. He's done a lot of good things here while in Jacksonville, uh, on Sunday, though, he didn't get as much playing time as he would have hoped. You know, in recent weeks, we've been starting to see Marquise Lee get featured a little more in the offense. Uh, his reps have been going up. In part, they went up last week because of the concussion to Alan Hearns. Um, but that's been a a trending another upward trend uh, for this Jaguars team. And what what I take from this is just really another piece falling into place for next year. If you think about this Jaguars organization in total, we can kind of expect, or we kind of know what to expect in terms of who is going to be with this team next year. We know that Gus Bradley is going to be gone. I don't think there's any doubt in anybody's mind that Gus Bradley will not be with this team anymore come next season. We know that much of the coaching staff will be gone. I think it's going to be a complete, just clean slate. I think they're going to clean house and I don't think that anybody in this coaching staff will remain. At this point, you can start to see which players even will not be here. I don't think Jared Odrick, for instance, will be here come the start of next season. Maybe not Mercedes Lewis. I don't see Devon House coming back again. Maybe not even Jonathan Cyprian. So you're starting to see where all the pieces uh, will end up. And I think when you're looking at, when you see these moves, such as Koyak getting more game time experience, such as Cinderic Marks sitting on the bench longer in favor of some of the younger talent that Jacksonville has. I think all of this points to David Caldwell and his job security with the team. Before I get into what I think about that, I don't, let me preface this by saying, I don't think that David Caldwell has done a bad job. I, I don't. I don't think that what has happened this year how the Jaguars have inexplicably just imploded really since the start of the season, I don't think that that can be laid at his feet. I don't see how you can fault him for really anything that has happened this season. 
I think that he's put all the right pieces into place for this team. I think that he's made some very good moves and he's picked up some good players like Yannick Ngakwe, Hearns Robinson, Kelvin Smith, Miles Jack. Ramsey's been a good player. He's He's been able to put the appropriate talent on the field. Gus Bradley was a miss. But I don't think that his tenure in Jacksonville should be tied to Gus Bradley. You can have all the talent in the world, but then again, he's not coaching this team. So he can't get the best use from it. I think that he's done his job for the most part. The only miss is really Gus Bradley, possibly Blake Bortles, depending on how Bortles turns out here in the future. But to preface my next comments, I don't think that anything that has happened this year is Dave Caldwell's fault. And to continue further... Like I mentioned, the moves that uh, that we've seen with the Jaguars over the past couple weeks regarding some of the younger players getting playing time, I think this sort of lends uh, credibility to the fact that David Caldwell will remain with this team even after Gus Bradley is gone. And the reason I say that is because I view these types of moves, these types of decisions as Caldwell looking to see what he has with this franchise. I think right now he's evaluating the exact talent that he has. For instance, at some point, he's going to have to make a decision in regards to Alan Hearns, Alan Robinson, and Marquise Lee. Because Marquise Lee has come out very strong. Maybe he's allowing Marquise Lee to showcase himself, to get some value from him uh, in terms of maybe the trade market. Maybe if Lee performs well enough, he will fetch a nice price on the trade market come maybe next offseason, maybe the draft, or maybe Marquise Lee, he decides to keep Marquise Lee and do something with Allen Robinson or Allen Hearns Um, So I think that right now he's evaluating what he has with this team for next season. And I think that something else that uh, offers support to this is the fact that Blake Bortles is still playing. If you watch the game on Sunday, Rich Gannon, who is a uh, a really good quarterback, uh, he's a CBS... Uh, color commentator, he did the Jaguars game on Sunday. He was a good quarterback in his career, Uh, took the Raiders to the Super Bowl, won the NFL MVP that year before Tampa Bay ate him alive in that Super Bowl. He made a comment regarding Blake Bortles and poor play And he said uh, that, in essence, there was no accountability in what happened to benching quarterbacks that were going through a slump. Well, 
see, I think that's another thing pointing to David Caldwell and that job security. Blake Bortles himself might be playing for his career, but I think David Caldwell is using each and every game that Blake Bortles plays from here on out to evaluate the value of Blake Bortles either to the franchise or to another franchise. We've seen this year how important the backup quarterback position is. Look at Dallas with Tony Romo's injury, right? Now, they, they're lucky, I guess, that they, they scored big with Dak Prescott, but they never expected that. They never expected Dak Prescott to take off like he did. When Romo initially went down, there was a panic in Dallas because they lost their starting quarterback and all they had was a rookie. Another example, look at Minnesota, right? They lost Teddy Bridgewater, their number one quarterback, at the start of the year to a bad ACL injury, and they knew that the quarterback position is one of the most valuable positions in the league especially the backup quarterback position, which is why they went out and traded a first-round pick for Sam Bradford. So there is value there. There is precedence that Dave Caldwell can lean on in regards to Blake Bortles. And I think that the fact that Dave Caldwell is not putting in Brandon Allen, or that no concerted effort, I guess, has been seen to get Brandon Allen more uh, repetitions, is further evidence that Dave Caldwell will be with the Jaguars next season. Because why would he try to evaluate what Blake Bortles is worth to this franchise if he's not going to be there anyway? If Blake Bortles performs badly for maybe the next three games and then Brandon Allen comes in, I think that's fine. I think that's normal. But the fact that they haven't made that move already, given the type of season Blake Bortles has had, I think that's showing that Caldwell will still be here and will be the guy to engineer the next coaching search for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Again, I think that if he was gone, if Dave Caldwell was going to be fired, we might have already seen Brandon Allen. But I think that right now he's trying to evaluate what he has with Blake Bortles so that he can either trade him maybe get some kind of trade value at some point in the offseason or during the NFL draft. Or maybe Bortles performs just well enough that they consider keeping him at least until the next head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars decides otherwise. All right, that's going to do it for us today here on Locked on Jaguars. Tomorrow, I will be talking a little bit about Jalen Ramsey. Last week I mentioned that Ramsey could have locked up the Defensive Rookie of the Year award 
with his performance against the Texans. He didn't do that. I was wrong, but only partially so, and I'll tell you why. Uh, Again, that's tomorrow on Locked On Jaguars. Locked On Jaguars, by the way, is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, the fastest-growing audio network there is. Don't forget to check out Locked On NFL and Locked On NBA. The Locked On Podcast Network is dedicated to getting you your favorite team every single day of the week. All 32 NFL teams are covered by the Locked On Network, and the majority of the NBA teams are also covered by the Locked On Network. The Locked On Podcast Network gives you the most unique takes on your favorite team every single day of the week. I'll see you tomorrow, guys.